1: okay hello everyone and welcome to the show so today we have with us Loriane murabito so lorianne will show you how to package your story your solution and your expertise into a message that connects with the right people and builds your business hey lorianne welcome to the podcast
2: thank you i'm so excited to be here and share my expertise with your audience
1: Thank you. So let's, let's get straight into it then. Can you just expand a bit more on that and tell us, you know, where your business is today and the kind of people that you love working with?
2: Oh, so my business today is so different than when I first entered into the entrepreneurial, you know, arena, you know, I left my healthcare, you know, medical device corporate job for this life of of coaching. As a matter of fact, I started in coaching because I thought it would be an amazing form of communication for my team and also for customers when I was in mm-hmm. corporate. But, you know, like most of us coaches, I fell in love with it and said I want to go do this, so leaving my corporate job with absolutely no marketing skills, no business plan and just kind of came into the this entrepreneurial world. And I accidentally said yes to a speaking event. And- okay, hold
1: on, hold on. You you say this? I see it on your website. Yeah. You accidentally became a speaker. Let's let's unpack this. How do you accidentally say yes to a speaking role?
2: <laughs> okay, you accidentally say yes to a speaking role when you know you're in a group of. It was a group of women that because women just network differently. So it was me and three other women and we were creating a networking event that was really designed for women, but you know, like we were inviting everybody. So we wanted to have this education component along with the networking component. And then they like literally three of them turned to me and said, you do the speaking. And how you accidentally do this is when your mind says, uh-uh, uh-uh, but your head goes, oh, OK, I just like I bobbed up and down. I was like, all right. I said, yes. Mm-hmm. Self-integrity, integrity is one of my highest values. So when I say I'm going to do something, I just I will do it.
1: So there was Despite- no getting out of that. That was like, you're now committed. Let's see what
0: happens.
2: Yes. And I can tell you that I never thought about what are people going to think? What's going to happen afterwards? I just focused on, I said that I would do this. So I'm going to do the very best job that I know how. So when I tell you that this was not a good speaking event, I mean, it, I wasn't good. I was green. So there was no beginning. There was no intro. I didn't wasn't going to like tell people what I was going to talk about or tease them with the content. I just started teaching.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I tell people that there are three different kinds of speakers. There's your inspiring storyteller. There's the, uh, what I call the college professor. And then there's the marketer. I was not the marketer. Like I teach people now. I went into the college professor and just taught and gave information for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now for everybody listening or watching this, this is how it came to an end. Okay, now I'm done. And if you want to talk to me, I'll be in the back of the room. <laughs> like that was my ending. <laughs> nice. I laugh at it, And I tell people about this because I want them to realize that if I can evolve as a speaker, then you can too. reform painfully shy girl. So I'm in the back of the room and people came up to me and said, um, you didn't mention like your website or if you work with clients, but is there a way that I can learn more? And I was thinking like, what? And, but that was, I attracted clients. Mm -hmm. And I really did think it was a fluke thing, but the next time I did it, I attracted more clients. And it just became a really great marketing tool for me but I also got involved with the National Speakers Association. So I actually ended up going from this life coaching into executive coaching and leadership coaching. And I've written a couple of books. And then a number of years ago, I want to say about eight years ago, I got a text message. And this was at a time when I was flying constantly, coming home, you know, like emptying the suitcase and throwing clothes back in the suitcase because I was on the road again the next day. And I literally, literally was like universe, I need a different business model. Send me something new. And it came in the form of a text message from somebody who said, Laurie and D writes speeches for people. And the answer in my head was no, I just write them for myself. Uh But She was somebody who she'd seen me speak a couple of times. She'd want a free coaching call. So I agreed to meet her for coffee and she had been, uh, she was like three years away from her government job. So she was like, when you're working for the government, you're that close, you're going to stand on your head for the next three years just to finish your time. But she had a side hustle for five years as an image consultant. And she had been successfully losing money for five years. And her husband said, you can't keep doing this when you retire. So that's why she turned to me. And I was like, oh, I can teach you how to get booked. I'll teach you how to write what I call a compelling, captivating, and most importantly, converting presentation. Mm
0: -hmm. And then I'll
2: teach you how to leverage it afterwards. I had a blast working with her. And after her first presentation, she walked away with two referrals to two other places to speak and three full paying clients. Nicely done. That's a home run. And I was like, oh, I wonder if anybody else wants to know what I know.
1: Isn't this interesting hearing the way that you go from one thing to another, to another, I'm just seeing, oh, that might work. But also seeing the opportunity, listening to when you tell the universe, I want this. And it just falls in your lap it's so easy to say oh yeah but not right now or find another way around so right. i think it's or,
2: could, fascinating could, or when you like like double check with the universe are you sure you want me to do that could you send me another sign
1: <laughs> how many signs do you need it arrived at the right. right time
2: right and that's what brought me into the online world and to mm-hmm. help people start using speaking And then with the unique events that have happened a few years ago, which I won't name because everybody knows, um, I have like speaking needs to be redefined. It's not just stages. Mm. It's not just Zoom. It's podcasting. It's a live stream. It's going to a live event, introducing yourself. It's being a guest expert in somebody's high-end or mastermind, or even a private community. There are, it's a business presentation. There are so many different forms of speaking. And I tell people to find a couple of them that blend with your personality
1: but i want to go back a few steps because you what you've already mentioned has been such good fun and seeing your story and and how things have evolved but when you said you first started you came on and you were rubbish at it and the point was hey everyone we're always going to be rubbish when we first start anything it's okay and yet you still had that connection and i would like to expand on that and see your thoughts about this is that where you know, you were on stage you were doing your thing and you had nothing else to do apart from be yourself you weren't following the script you weren't you didn't have bad habits that you picked up through years of speaking you were just you and so without the right structure without the right call to action at the end people connected with you personally and that was enough to say hey i, I don't know what the hell you do but can, can we talk is that kind of how it happened
2: I was looking back on it, you know, like, first of all, like this, this uh, conference center that I was at, it was uh, like a retreat house and it was in the middle of summer. There was no air conditioning. It was a packed room. I just, I can honestly say like, because I remember it so vividly, like I just spoke from my heart. Mm. I was there to serve and I stressed that I was there to serve because I really didn't think about, is anybody gonna come up to me and say, like, that was terrible. Like you've obviously never been speaking before. Like I, So I never even, so I recently did my own podcast on this because in sharing my story, the common theme that I've noticed is that I never worried about the after the speech. I didn't worry about what people would think. I literally just came from this place of, let me just serve. Let me just share what I know with this group of people. They're either going to like it or they're not going to like it. But I guess I was just like, it didn't matter if they did like it. And it Mm. didn't matter if they didn't like it. It was still like my original intention. Nice. Which I know a lot of people like constantly are thinking about, yeah, but what if? And maybe that's, that's just something that. I, I don't like, I don't even know where I learned that, like not worrying about later on down the road, just focusing on like right here, right now, what has to get done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything has a, has a purpose, but the purpose for you is just get through this. I'm committed to this. Let's see what happens. And just being completely present. I remember when I had one of my first um, uh, introductions and speaking gigs, it was, I didn't know what to say. All I knew was I knew the way everyone else approached it. And I wanted to be so different. That was my only goal, just to stand out. And I remember standing up, and I almost blacked out. I was so so nervous, and and I went through it, and literally it was an out of body experience. Anyway, finished it, and I was like, I'm not sure what I said if I actually covered everything. Afterwards, people were coming up to me saying, "Oh my gosh, that was that was the best I've ever heard." But but what do you do? And I was so different that actually (laughs) it was slightly off topic. It was, but it was it got the attention, and I was like, that's kind of cool so that's
2: that's really interesting yeah and it would have been really fun to know what you did say if it had if only it had been recorded but to be different because you're right sometimes when you have to introduce yourself at like a networking event typically we're not listening to what other people do we're rehearsing what we're going to say inside our heads we're listening to kind of like how people are saying it their introductions thinking that they know better so I should say it like that. And then you just sound like everybody else. So kudos to you for, I'm just gonna do something different.
1: <laughs> it was it was fun and it's good to see that reaction. And again, these reactions, they fuel. Sometimes we can mess it up. I'm like, cool, that's good information. Don't do that again. But I think my original point coming back down to, you were just you. And mm-hmm. that I think the very essence is what we're all looking for now. We're all craving connection. Especially yes. after, as you said, the last couple of <clears throat> years. <laughs> We're all craving this connection and you want to be authentic. You want, you want real connection, not forced conversation, or you can feel when someone's out of integrity, out of alignments, it just doesn't, they're saying the right things, but it just doesn't feel right. So exactly. is that part of what you help people through to not just follow a script, not follow what you know, you should be doing, but there's finding your tone, your subject and the way that you communicate. Is that more important than the actual content?
2: Oh Yeah. Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, I tell my clients, like you've got to bring your, like everything that you know about speaking. I just like, leave it at the door because my approach to speaking is not cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, you know, like whenever, like I work with clients, like a lot of people, like they want to know exactly the steps that we're going to cover if we were to work together. And I'm like, look, like I'm not a cookie cutter coach. I'm going to listen to you. I like, I want to know about you because we're going to bring out your personality in this presentation. If you've got some very interesting, fun, unique hobbies or interests, we're going to infuse that in your presentation. And the reason why I do that is so that the audience connects with you. Like I had a client and her and her husband loved doing renovations, whether they were renovating their house or renovating like new furniture. But like, so she was very familiar with using power tools and just like, she was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But, and I was like, no, no, no. We're going to incorporate that into your presentation because like all of these different power tools that you use, like people need to know that that's what makes you unique as a speaker. Cause we don't want you to blend in with the crowd. I love that
1: love that so good so let's let's look at you the business owner so obviously you have grown you've gone from being someone who's so shy so nervous about being there to someone teaching how to be you on this stage and just just sharing so for you the business owner how has it been for you as you've not only had this journey with yourself um being more visible and confident but becoming a business owner and actually running your business what's that journey been like
2: It's had a lot of ups and downs, you know, I mean, let's just mention the more recent, uh, you know, challenge, you know, this, you know, that we were talking about earlier, you know, it brought the speaking world to a screeching halt, you know poor Zoom had been like there in the background and now it's become like a household name. But before, you know, like 2019, nobody like, or even 2020, like just people didn't even know or weren't really using Zoom as much as they are now. Mm. So, you know, like, so I would say like, my business literally came to a screeching halt because people were like, oh yeah, like I'm not gonna speak. And that's when I realized, you know, like that's where I had some more internal growth was that, oh, speaking needs to be redefined stages needs to be redefined why people are using the speaking platform needs to be redefined these people need to be educated about this so with every iteration of my business i mean i came in to the entrepreneurial world as a life coach and then transitioned into being an author and a leadership speaker and a leadership you know coach i mean i've coached some very high executives to come into the, when I came into the online world, it was a whole new learning c- curve right there. So I constantly are having learning, um, you're constantly learning and your business is constantly growing. You know, anybody who says that it's not, y- you are.
1: So was, was this, with um, the transition from live to you know, online for a year or so, was this um, an opportunity? Did this actually help? Your business and showcase so many different ways rather than going down one road so because this surely opens up to the masses yeah zoom we're on zoom right now and it's now it removes the barriers it means it's so easy to have conversations and meet people which means oh shit it's so easy which means i've got to do it i'm removing a barrier right
2: right right so when i was speaking on stages when i was a leadership speaker you know i had these relationships with meeting planners you know, and then I came into the online world, you know, and now that like I'm using Facebook groups, you know, and Instagram, like, so all of that was my learning curve. Like, how do I write content that really touches people that connects with them and is not all just about me. So I had to learn how to really write good copy. I had to learn how to I had to like for a professional speaker and then you come online and you get you're starting to do Facebook lives. That was a whole new experience. My first podcast, you know, when I did my first recording, all of, all of this was that muscle is weak. And just like you said earlier, you do your first one. I leave my first Facebook live up for people because I want them to see the evidence of professional speaker. Talking on a live stream, and she sounds like I literally sound so flat, like I have no personality, <laughs> because I didn't know how. And it's like you don't know how until you st- until you do your first one, mm-hmm. and then your second one, and the- each of them builds on each other.
1: So, how you know, I'm going to jump in there? How do you help your your students, your clients, to be able to keep going? Because it's so easy to see your first, second, third, and realize. I'm still not good. It's like, yeah, give it, give it 20, give it 60, and then you're going to be good. But how do you encourage them, give them the energy, the enthusiasm, the motivation to keep on going through these, these, what you could see as poor performances.
2: Well, we practice, you know, one is practicing, but so like, for example, if you want to practice Facebook lives without actually people seeing them, you can start your own group or on your personal profile, you can put it so that only you are the person who's gonna see this. So you can actually just go, go through the motions of setting up the Facebook Live, or you can even do this over like on Instagram also. you can do this anywhere, but you can set it so that you're the only one. You don't even have to delete it, but you can go and watch it. And you just start to watch it. It's like, oh, like there's something that let me change that and just be open and just be curious. Don't be overly critical. You just have to put the reps in, you know, when any of us, when any of us, you know, like the first time that that's, that's all right. Like, I I just want people to really understand, like when you go to the gym, you're not picking up the super heavy weights because you would hurt yourself. You know you're picking up the lighter weights oh like this is too this is too easy i can do the next set of weights i can go up in my weights and that's what you do we're just you're just doing the reps
1: and when you're when you do the reps again saying you put it in private mode you only do do a private group whatever it is at least then you get used to where the buttons are what to press and when because sometimes it's not about the speaking that's one thing, but the entirety of the yes, one thing we coach, what is the entirety of the yes? The entirety is saying yes to going live on Facebook means, oh, you got to get the tech sorted, get the camera, get this set up. There's so much more than just that performance. So if it, that takes your energy, you don't know what you're doing, um, it can put you off. So, yeah, practicing when no one's looking so you know what button to press, how to start it, how to end it. Yeah. That's part of the battle, right? So beautifully put. I love that you mentioned that. Yeah.
2: And I also tell my clients, like, you don't have to do like a half an hour. Nobody said you have to do a half hour live. You can do a three minute live, you know, keep it nice and short, just teach one tip. Mm. And for all those people that are out there, yeah, but as soon as I hit the go live button, I forget what I was going to talk about. Sticky notes are a great invention. You take, you take a sticky note, you write down the tip that you're going to share and you put it on your screen, Mm -hmm. put it right on the screen. If you're using your like a laptop or some sort of computer, just stick it right on the screen. If you're using your phone, so everybody, you can start with whatever you have, put the sticky note over yourself because a lot of people tell me that they don't like to watch themselves talk on screen. And when you do that, you're actually not even looking in the camera. So to, Take the sticky note and put it right over where your face is on your phone, you know, and just look into the camera and just have a lovely conversation. Get the first rep out of the way.
1: Love it. And if you make a mistake, again, back to your previous points, it's you, you're your be yourself. If you stumble, if that's good, be yourself. Let mm-hmm. a little bit of your personality come through. No one yeah. wants the, the scripted version of you. No, what they, they want really- is you, mistakes and all, mm-hmm. right?
2: Mm hmm. Absolutely. I've only deleted two, two live streams that I've ever done. And I deleted them right away. One was because I messed up the, the famous person's name that I wanted to talk about. So I literally like, I deleted that and like, and just, and went right back into re-recording it. Um, and another time, um, I'll be totally, be totally honest. I did a live stream I had spinach in my teeth. (laughs) Okay. yep. And I actually called a friend before I deleted it. I called a friend and I said, go watch it and tell me if it's obvious. And she called me, back. she goes, it's obvious. I said, so I deleted it because, Uh and here's why as a speaker, you're laughing at me. I've never told anybody this story. She's the only person who knows this. As a speaker, our job is to make sure that the audience is not distracted. So I've spoken at like um, beautiful like um, locations that are on the beach, and I had to make sure that if it was sunny out that day and they had all the curtains open, if I was towards the windows and people were facing the windows, the bright sunshine could like be shining in people's eyes, and that would be distracting for them. So I would have to make sure that I was on the other side of the stage predominantly. Having spinach in your teeth could be a little distracting. And then people would be like, does she not know this? Like, how did mm. she? So that's the only reason why I actually deleted it.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Sounds like a good point. Yeah. Nice. So, hey, going forward, 2023, we're crumbs. We are already well into it. So, where's your area of focus going right now? Because as you transform yourself and your business, what challenges are you facing right now that you're you're still having to find that you're trying to overcome, or they keep returning after you know, after you level up and change and level up?
2: Great question. I am getting comfortable with doing the same thing on repeat. Uh-huh. Now, for anybody who's out there who's listening to this, um, I'm a manifesting generator in the human design, so that means I really like to fly by the seat of my pants. So I am trying to get comfortable with a schedule, with a plan. Now, this is very new for me. I am running a program called In-Demand Signature Speech. Like, I'm going to be running it um, pretty soon. And last year, it was just an idea. And when I say just an idea, like within six weeks, the program had started, Like when I decided to start my podcast, like a month I'd made the decision and a month later it was live. I'm, I'm just kind of like that. So it's almost like that shiny object syndrome. So I'm really trying to, okay, Lorian, just make the plan for 12 months.
1: Gotcha. So as a generator, really it's, you need that focus. You need to be absolutely aligned with where you're going.
2: I know. I know.
1: You don't like it, do you?
2: Well, I just, I don't like planning that. (laughs) Like I just have this aversion to planning. But what I told myself was, hey, just make the plan for six months. Uh Okay. And then we're going to do another six months. And then after that, if, if I don't like planning out a year, like come December, I can make that decision. And next year I can try something different. So I'm really trying to get used to like, because like your business grows and you get to a certain level. And I just need to know, like my team needs to know what is it that we're going to be focused on next month? What is it, you know, what are we selling? What are we promoting? And unless they know you know, it's so much easier on them because otherwise it's like, hey, here's a great idea. Let's like go with it. And they're just like, they're constantly changing gears. So that's something that I'm really try- trying to get comfortable with.
1: Nice. And how is that with, with your team? Because you being at the helm with all these um, you know, different ideas and trying to work out what the best thing to do is. And now you're trying to really improve yourself as as the planner, as more focus and alignment. How has your relationship with your with your team been been? Because it's it's tough when you get a team and you start to be the delegator and be in the boss.
2: Mm-hmm. Learning how to lead is a skill, and learning how to lead effectively, you know, is also another skill. And it's one that you're constantly learning, you know, from my leadership days, you know, I used to tell clients that you need to move forward looking in the rearview mirror, which is not like everybody else says, don't look in the rearview mirror to move forward. But I think there's so much valuable information when we do look back in order to move forward. So the launch that we just had, what worked well, what didn't work well, what would we do differently so that the next time it's better we're constantly improving. Every time I speak, I do the same thing. What went well? What didn't go well? What did I forget? And that could be like pens or, or some extra copies of books or a story that I forgot to tell during that particular presentation. Um, I'm constantly getting better. I never look at like I'm there. So, with my team, you know, I let them know like when I'm hiring somebody and I do have to remind them frequently is that I'm always open to feedback. I want to know, but I also realize that there are certain people and certain personalities they don't want to tell their boss that, <laughs> like, hey, I didn't quite understand what you said. So they're trying to, you know, like be the good girl, you know, and do the right thing. And so I have to notice. Is there a pattern to the, and I'll call it like um, things that are getting missed. Is there a pattern to it? So what's the pattern? I'll take on the responsibility and take ownership of, ownership of it. And maybe there's another way that I need to request that this gets done. Maybe the, um, the SOP needs to be rewritten so that it includes a few more steps or something. I'm just, I, I just usually take the responsibility that what can I do? How mm. can I fix this?
1: nice so that's the your transition means you're you're always learning you're always able to see what where can i improve how can i really change that aspect because you've seen it throughout your whole career that one moment of okay yeah i guess i'm kind of speaking continuing to learn and evolve and not hold yourself to this standard i think has been a beautiful thing to to witness
2: yeah absolutely beautiful
1: yeah. Well, hey, thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you so much for your time. Um, if people want to find out a bit more about you, uh, where can they find you?
2: They can find me over on my podcast, which is called Be In Demand with Anne, And also on my website, which is speakandstandout.com. And I'm on Instagram at laurianne.mirabito and LinkedIn. And come and have a conversation with me you know, feel free to not only just follow me because I actually deep down inside one of my other highest values is connection. So I am one of those people that if you reach out to me and you ask me a question, you're going to hear from me and not some robot or some team member. It's actually me.
1: There you are. Anyone, if you're interested in learning more or just get in touch, there you are. Reach out. Thank you. Well, thanks for your time. This has been an absolute pleasure.
2: Thank you. This has been a... Really a fun conversation and you guys are doing some great work in the world.
1: Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end.
0: Yay, you.
1: So what happens next?
0: Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode.
1: Can you please rate, review, download?
0: Subscribe. Mm.